But I was thinking about triggers and I was thinking about when I used to be in the the belief and understanding that like everyone would cheat on me and that I would cheat on everyone I ever dated. And I was in that constant state of like, if he looked at another girl, and this wasn't this wasn't Justin, but this was Justin at the beginning, even if he looked at another girl, I was like triggered. I was like, oh shit, like he's gonna find someone more attractive than me. He's gonna leave me. I will mm. never be pretty enough, good enough. Um, I will never be able to trust someone. It's natural and normal for a man to cheat on me. And it's natural and normal for me to cheat on them. And I remember just being so triggered, you know, in quotes all the time. And it was until I was able to heal that with Justin. And I mean, it took years for me to really not feel triggered by anything, you know, with women or with like the opposite sex. And now... I feel so free of it. But it was so much of that trust work that I had to do on my own where I had to take full responsibility for like, you know, understanding that, you know, I grew up in a situation where I I experienced infidelity, infidelity very closely within my family. So that was normal to me in a way. And then also how much I was bringing it into my life. And I was playing these like karmic debt situations where I was like, being completely heartbroken and then kind of being dishonest with people on the side and almost seeing the patterns of my relationship and realizing that my last relationship was like the last payment of my karmic debt to this like pattern of distrust and like belief that I was always going to be cheated on and I was not worthy of like a faithful committed relationship. And now it's like such a joy with Justin. Like we just joke about, you know, everything and I feel so free of it. But I remember living in like the cycle of these triggers and it was so exhausting. Completely. And it can feel overwhelming where we're like, oh my God, like ring, ring. The call is coming from inside the house. Like I'm, I thought I was like the puppet on the end of the marionette, but I'm also the person who's pulling the strings. And when we have these big stories that are just, it's just how it is. Men can't be trusted. However conscious that story is, sometimes it's very obvious. We hear it coming out of our mouths all the time. Sometimes it's very deeply subconscious. We're just going to keep casting people our brain is literally looking, mm. our reticular activating system only pulls in information that confirms our beliefs about what's true. And so it's like, cool, let me bring in another person who's going to cheat on me, another person, another person, another sidelong glance when like maybe he just had dust in his eye yes. <laughs> or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like we interpret the information to confirm the story. And so it is this very brave thing where we're all saying, how free do I want to be? How much am I committed to myself? How much do I love myself that I'm ready to say, I'm actually going to have to let go of, you know, all those people who hurt me and all of the stuff that I wish that they would do. And I'm just going to have to give that to myself and be brave enough to continue to see these old zombies come up and to believe that I can have a new experience until I finally do. And I Mm. love that story that you shared about your relationship because sometimes it does happen overnight and sometimes it is this long cycle. And I love that you use that word karma because I really believe our current life trauma is is our karma. It's the echo of what happened. And so many of us who feel also very victimized, and this again is one of those things that can be kind of hard to hear. And years ago, I would have been like, what the hell is he talking about? Like nothing, you know, I've never done anything wrong. People always do bad things to me. It's like, if we understand that law of cause and effect as above, so below that everything has an equal and opposite reaction. If I've been really hurt in this life, chances are somewhere in my ancestry, in my bloodline, in my parallel incarnations, I did that same thing to someone else. 
and it's balancing out until I'm ready to fully live a new story where there doesn't have to be a victim or an oppressor and I just get to be free. And I think a lot of it, like I want to expand upon the part about, you know, within what I see happening online. And I actually love Twitter. I really enjoy Twitter. I follow amazing, funny people. But there is that whole triggering conversation happening and people aren't realizing... People are sort of displacing the pain on the person that they're saying triggered them rather than like actually dealing with it. So I want to talk about that displacement of pain that is happening online and in social media and how triggers play a part. Mm, Yeah. So just to clarify this dynamic where we see someone, you know, maybe saying something that could be perceived as homophobic or inconsiderate or not knowing something and it's triggering someone else. And then it's immediately like that person's wrong. They're messed up. You, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Um, I, I think it's, it really does recreate that victim victimizer dynamic where we're always, it's like, we're always looking to turn it back onto someone. Um, and that was definitely the role that I was in for a long time where, and it's, and it feels normal and natural to say, whoa, that person hurt me. Like, duh, that evidence is right there. But if we put on that metaphysical lens on the world, we can see, whoa, this would not be coming back to me. I would not be a match to this if I didn't actually somehow still believe something that was affirming it. Maybe I actually, on a subconscious level, believe what this person is saying, Mm. that I'm shameful and that I don't deserve to be loved, right? And that maybe I shouldn't exist. Like what part of me still feels and wonders if that's true? Um, and I, you know, I, I'm not one to say people should or shouldn't do things, but I always ask people, like, are you enjoying the experience that you're having? Does it feel good to feel like your well-being hinges upon the behavior of other people on the other side of a screen? And if you'd like to feel more free, there's a way to start doing the internal work that makes these debates not relevant anymore. And it's not to say that social justice work in the external isn't important because it really is, but it starts on the level of consciousness. We don't have discrimination. We don't have violence in the world if we actually fully, deeply, and completely love and accept ourselves. So we do have the opportunity to start to turn it inward um, to, to exit some of these dynamics. Yeah, I guess what would you say to the person that is like, well, we're living in today and we need this discourse and these people to recognize what they're doing? Mm. I'd say that there's a couple of ways to respond. You know, we can respond from an integrated place because I will give feedback sometimes still where I'm like, whoa, that's a really transphobic thing that that person said. And I can energetically feel that there's some part of them that's ready to receive some information that says, hey, I don't know if you knew that that actually is really hurtful to people when you say that. Um, And so I'm wondering if you'd be willing to take that down or to share it in a different way. Right. Even you can just feel like the lightness of what I shared there because I'm not taking my own pain of experiencing transphobia and turning it back out on that person and entering a conflict that reaffirms my belief that I'm going to be attacked for something that is true about who I am. And so it's not to not take action, but it is to, to really feel what's the intention behind my action. Is it really to see this person as able to change or is it actually just to be in this very familiar chaotic conflict dynamic where the high that I get is actually from being hurt and then from talking about being hurt because that's that's it's a very common dynamic for a lot of us 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.